The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Welcome back to The Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Semenix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds radio road coverage continues. Brought to you by Southern Recipe, Small Batch, Pork Rinds, and Synergenics. Now joined by Neil Smith in the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame. But you got your two rings with the <laughs> Denver you. Broncos. But uh, every year when we see you on Radio Row, man, you're just having fun with all these Chiefs appearances hey, in, man, in the Super Bowl. Hey, it's been nice for the last four, four or five years now. It's the fifth <laughs> yeah. year, so it's been good. Are you? Are you? I wonder, surprise is probably not the right word, but the Chiefs' success, and I mean, they, they just a lot has to do with that quarterback. But I mean, and Andy Reid. But are you surprised by that? No, I'm not. I, I mean, you know, Andy has um, definitely put his foot down, and, and you know, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, came in when he came to Kansas City. He had, a, you know, they put it all together, man. They they say, hey, you know what? We have a great quarterback, and we want to put the players around him and to make it right and. And I'll tell you what, they've done an excellent job of doing that. Um, they're going to have their hands full again this week. You know, they've been here. Um, you know, most of the Frisco guys that haven't been on that Super Bowl team of pads have not, you know. But yet, you know, it's just another task at hand, man. I, I think that, you know, they always been, they're always going to be in the hump. So I'm 15, he's got up, right? That's- Neil, uh, you, you think about the past Chiefs. Super Bowl appearances been all about the offense. This year, Kansas City has really stepped up their defense. Being a defensive lineman, how much are you appreciating their focus on building that side of the ball? Well, they have one more opportunity to get it done. You know, they've definitely struggled offensively-wise, you know, throughout the years. But, you know, a lot of drop balls and, you know, a few turnovers early in the season. But I think they know uh, when, it, when, it, when they're a good tournament team, put it like this. And when, it, when the tournament starts, you know, that one game elimination, you know, they raise it up. They raise the stake up to um, to another level. And, and, and in Kansas City, I think everybody expects that now. I mean, they, they've gotten so comfortable. Whereas you know they feel like um, it's 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 the on thing that is supposed to be done you know so anytime um, they give the ball to Patrick they feel like you know they they they're good for a score but then the defense on the other hand they stepped up to where they've they've been winning the turnover ratio and you know and they've um, been getting off the field and giving it back to them so um, it's all working out right now but this you know they still got to cease this moment this week. And I'm sure they'd be up for the task. You know, I've got to ask you because, uh, I mean, you were a monster on the field. And, and quarterbacks probably had fear in their eyes when they look across the line and see you. Was there one guy that you'd just like to give a little extra to? <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, that's like every week somebody wants to give it to me like that, too. <laughs> every week somebody wants to give me that next little um. But, um, you know, I, I've said in the past, you know, uh, when, when the late Derek Thomas and myself was playing, we had one guy that we just loved to sack, and that was John Elway. <laughs> I mean, and the more you sack him, the more he got up, and he smiled in your face, and he's going to beat you at the end. And we just couldn't find the, the, the remedy to, look, what is in this guy? What is in his DNA? But he was so competitive that, and we saw him twice a year, and then one year we saw him three times. So um, he just was a hard specimen, in fact, and he took us to another level. So um, it, it happens. I think guys that have their teams they want to play against. You know, now that you're in Vegas, I used to love to play against the Oakland Raiders, not the Vegas Raiders. So um, we always had fun with them because they, when it was in Oakland, they must. They have the most beautiful fans in the world. <laughs> it was totally opposite because those guys. I mean, in Oakland, it was they were rude. It's one of the worst places ever to play in. <laughs> and I don't understand why they move out of Oakland to come here. But 
I got you. Neil Smith, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, joining us here on the Blitz. We're in Cowboys country down in San Antonio. And oh, this yeah. year, uh, the, the Cowboys struggled stopping the run. When you watch the Cowboys and you see what they were doing defensively, especially how it kind of petered off in December and they got destroyed by Green Bay in, in the playoff game. What was what were they doing defensively from your from your perspective wrong? Well, you know, I think once they, they start moving Mike Parsons around and, and they was identifying him early in the season, you look, they, 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 people couldn't find him. He was moving around so much where you want to get him in space and get him with the one-on-ones. And it seemed like he was getting tired at the end. I, I, I don't understand what team was just, you know, was working him more. They were, making, they were bringing guys in motion, chipping on him, you know, where he can get one-on-one. And then at the end, I just think he probably kind of ran out of gas a little bit. And what hurt him more than anything, that they could never stop the run hardly out. And, and, it, and it comes with those guys in the middle. The two guys in the middle, the, the run stoppers and the linebacker, have to be on one accord. And I think that the Cowboys, you know, they failed in that situation because they didn't have the, the edge rushers. The edge was good, but they never had that middle that middle stopper, you know, that, could, that, that dominant guy that can stop the run. And, and, and it hurt him in the long run. Yeah, when you look at, at Micah Parsons, Neil, and, and I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's fast, he's quick, and he's always moving. But do you think that's a problem for him late in games when you got big linemen blocking him and then somebody always chipping him. Does that take an effect in your mind? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to condition yourself to work the long haul. You know, you can burn yourself in the beginning of the season, but you know, these guys they don't hit anymore hardly throughout the years. And the only way you get yourself conditioned wise, you know, back in the days when we used to put pads on and, and actually, you know. To, you know, develop the body to where you can condition yourself for the long haul. So, um, I just think the Dallas Cowboys looked that flat. I, I just couldn't believe, you know, in that in that that last game how flat they came out defensively and wasn't ready to play. It's it's insane, right? And yeah. it wasn't just one side of the ball or one guy. Yeah. It was a, as an entire team they came out flat. Yeah. You talk about the two guys in the middle because the run stopping was pathetic, right? And it was an issue going into the season. We knew that was a weakness they had in the offseason. They said they addressed it in the draft by getting Mozzie Smith, who did not have a great rookie year. Then, you know, halfway through the year, you hear like Dan Quinn, then the defensive coordinator, say it takes a while to learn. How long should it take a first-round pick to figure out how to play at the NFL level? It all depends on what position they play. You know what? Safe? I mean, you know. Big old nose guys. Run yeah, stopper. Well, the run stoppers, I put it as a defensive hole. If you look at it, I think it takes you three to four years to really get comfortable and active to where your surrounding is and how the game and how tempo the game is and, you know, your learning curve. You know, it's very often you see guys that come straight out of college and, and get to the D-line and be that dominant guy unless they're a skilled guy. You know, if you can get an edge rusher, yes, because he rushes past all the time. But to learn the defense and, and because everybody – in this in, in the National Football League is good. They're there for a reason, you know, and they and they they there to play and they're there that um so 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 my saying is is that, you know, it takes a learning curve about three years and, and well, you gotta give him an opportunity. Are, are there some and you say give him an opportunity, in, intricacies that he's gotta learn because a lot of people and I'll raise my hand here going, did the Cowboys miss on this guy as a first round pick? Because first round guys should be immediate impact or two or three years we might look back and say the Cowboys got it right. Yeah I mean you, you, you have guys like that on your field and sometimes you make that mistake and sometimes they try to hide it where they, they, they won't say that we are we, we, we lost a guy that we thought of who he was and he wasn't so um, uh, mistakes happen you know you can miss or you can hit on somebody later or early in, 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 in but when you go out to look for guys you got to go out and look for guys that can fill your 
you know, your standards, how your defense is, what he can do with the next guy, the next to him. And I thought, you know, uh, Dallas has always been good at that, but they always never got that, that one pick, you know, in the draft. They've always got guys that was at the end of the careers, you know, to come in and put those positions together. What do, you, what do you think about the game today? When you played, I mean, it was it was a physical game. Still is to some extent, but not like it, it was when you played. Uh, do you like this brand of football that they're playing in the NFL now? I wish I was playing in it. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, hell yeah, I like it. You know, um, most, of my, most of my sacks, all 105 of them came on probably third downs, you know, and, um, you know, now they're throwing the ball on first downs. You know, every down they're throwing the balls. And the, the quarters, I mean, it's, the quarterbacks are never under the center. So it's like, uh, you know, when you see those guys, it's like, you know, man, it, it's like they got trick plays, one-yard passes. I don't get it. But you know what I, What would really trick me? You, you put yourself like me into those positions. Can I adjust to this style of play? Absolutely. But what I don't see is guys putting their hands up. You know, you can get off the field at any time. On third down, you don't have to get that sack. You know, you can get your hands on a ball and tip it, and, and, and it's in our hands, or it's tip it and knock it down. Then you're off the field. So, to me, I had more I had more fun knocking balls down, you know, on third downs and getting off the field than I had sacks, and they don't do it anymore. Yeah, but you know, pass deflected. People don't get as excited about that. They don't say, man, you know, Neil Smith joining us, he had 14 passes deflected. No, it's 105 sacks. Yeah, but I, but I understand, but – if you put it in, if they would really count, I probably had more knockdowns than I had sacks. Interesting. That is crazy. Wow. Because, you know, there's some people, that guy, <laughs> he didn't do anything all day. He didn't even get a sack. No. Uh, but yeah. he didn't raise his hands up either. That's right. So there you go. Yeah, but, he's, but as long but as you win, I got, okay. I got but, more ammunition But, but he'll tell you how many holding calls he did not get. We're back to Micah Parsons, right? <laughs> there you we, go. We, we well, you know what? To do, I mean, it's holding it on every play. You know, can they actually call it? They're supposed to call it at the point of attack. If he's somewhere around the ball and he's being held, it should be it should be called. But you know, referees don't see it that way. Yeah. If the players are going away, well, you can hold them on the backside. And they will never call that. They will never. I call bet it. you got held every play. Every play is holding <laughs> on every play. You're getting held right now. Exactly. I mean, it, it just comes with the territory. And nobody's holding you back from a barbecue tray. You're from Kansas City, or you're right. in Kansas City now. Sure. Uh, we, we've talked about this some before, you know, because I'm a I'm a fan of Joe's. The, the oh, burn ends at Joe's are, are that's the best. Um, what do you do for Super Bowl Sunday? What's what's your barbecue? Well, the last few Super Bowls have, ever since I met my sis, I've been with him. So, yeah. you know, if I was back home, of course, you know, you, you, you have to have the wings. You know, of course, you got to have some kind of chips and dips and, you know, uh, you know, a crown and, and Coke would help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or beer or two. You know, yeah, I say everything, everything they, they announce on, on television is what you really want to do and having a good, good party. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's looking at the commercials. I think the commercials are so funny. I mean, they've been, they're so expensive, but yet, you know, you, what one do you really like? And then you get the chance to rate them. So everybody get quiet when the, when the, um, uh, when the commercials come on and see who they like or, or did they get the message. Some of them are hard to get, you yeah. know, and, and, and some come easy. So, um, you know, I, you have your favorites of that. And then, you know, the halftime show itself, you know, everybody don't want to move and want to see the halftime show because it's what's what everybody's been waiting on. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I, 
Absolutely. Uh, Neil Smith joining us here on the Blitz. You're with Mike Sisk, a guy we've known for a long time, and he's got a new company called MBO, Mind Body Optimization. And you are coming to San Antonio, Mike. Tell us a little bit about your new venture. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this mental health thing is, is obviously it's top of mind. You hear it every day in the news. And so we're just breaking a new concept. I've got therapy. I've got psychiatry. And we're making it a one-stop shop. So we're making, making it a much easier in access for people. So I was down in San Antonio, was up north, went out, looked at a couple of locations. Hopefully we'll be there by the end of the summer. Now, yeah, do you see that, I mean, there, there always seemed to be a stigma, right, between mental exactly. health. And, and now it seems like it's more of a, hey, if you need help, get help. It's amazing how many people I talk to that go to go to the counselors, they have psychiatrists, they have issues, but they don't talk about it. And so, you know, our tagline is, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay. And so go get help. I mean, that's what it's for. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. I thought the same thing when we did Low T Center, right? People are like, oh, my God, I, I, that, that makes me less of a man. Yeah. And now you look. Everybody talks about yeah, it. It's yes, going to be the same thing with mental health. Nice. How? I mean, you're obviously on Radio Row talking to thousands and thousands of guys. How difficult is it to find a guy that will ask for help? Uh, it's very difficult. It's much more difficult than, than the low-T side of it. But everybody has a story. There's not one person that I've talked to that doesn't know somebody or somebody in their family that is struggling with a mental health issue. But a lot of people just don't know where to start. And so that's really why we started the company was, and if nothing else, I'm going to give somebody a starting point. And, you're, it, and you it, will be in San Antonio. Absolutely. Yeah. Be there this summer. This summer. Yes, you're, sir. You're going to have uh, locations. Mindbodyo.com is the website. Yes, sir. Good awesome. stuff. Neil Smith, Mike Sisk, appreciate you boys stopping by. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Appreciate it.